Fort Wayne's Morning News is driven by the O'Daniel Automotive Group. Stop by any of the five area O'Daniel locations or shop online at odanielauto.com to get your best deal. Welcome back, Land. I'm excited for this one. As a lot of you already know, Congressman Jim Banks recently announced he's going to seek the Republican nomination to replace outgoing Senator Mike Braun, meaning, as you know, Indiana's third congressional district seat, wide open for grabs. One man that's been rumored... <laughs> to uh, be considering a run for the seat is Sen- State Senator Andy Zay. He's joining us live right now. Uh, Senator, I think this might be like the worst kept rumor. <laughs> it, it is, it is. Um, it, and we're going to put those rumors to rest today. Glad to be here with you this morning and uh, excited to be announcing my run for the 3rd District this afternoon formally. But, uh, it, you know, it's been four or five months now discerning with my family and a month or two of uh, strategic planning. It's, uh, as I just suggested to you a moment ago, you're not in Kansas anymore when you yeah. step up to the federal level. There's a lot of I's to dot and T's to cross. And we want to make sure we're doing it right. I mean, I'm bouncing from 120,000 constituents to what I hope will be 750,000 constituents. So you got to get a team behind you. you got to get a plan together. And you got to have a, a, you know, a good way to uh, execute that. And so we're real excited. Um, I'm not even calling it campaign. And I'm calling it a movement because when oh, you I go to it. D.C. with the challenges that we're facing, it's it's so easy to define those challenges right now. I'm going to need a lot of hands on my shoulder, a lot of support behind me to know that we're bringing Indiana values to D.C. and pushing back and not letting those D.C. values come back here to Indiana. Amen to that. I'm not going to lie. You just kind of gave me goosebumps there <laughs> calling it a movement. You're getting me excited. You've been a state senator since 2016. Has it always been a dream for you to jump from the state level to a federal level? Or was this a thing where, you know, Congressman Banks said, hey, I'm going to go do my thing over in the Senate or tried to, and people just came out of the woodwork saying, you got to do this. I mean, how did this kind of come to fruition? It's it's not a dream for me. It's it's a vocation. It's it's um, almost a ministry. And like I say, I'm calling it a movement this time. And it's, it's important because it's a tough job, but we need good people doing mm-hmm. it. And the value system I have, I believe, coming from a small town, from a small business background, third generation in a family business, my faith background, and what I call my customer service or constituent service, um, you know, 48-hour call and anybody that approaches my office in Indianapolis, we want to let folks know that their voice is heard and that we can help them navigate the bureaucracy. And obviously, it's going to be at a grander scale at the federal level, but I think I can do that same thing for Northeast Indiana. And beyond that... Be a cheerleader for the great things that are happening here in Northeast Indiana and let the country know that things are rocking and rolling here in Northeast Indiana. So you're going to officially launch your campaign later on this afternoon. Where and when are you doing that? We're doing it next kitchen this afternoon at <laughs> two o'clock. Uh, following a family friend and mentor, uh, Dan Quayle was kicked mm-hmm. off many campaigns back there many moons ago. The Quayle family was intimate friends of our family. My parents and um, um, Dan's parents were contemporaries. And as Dan jumped out into the Congress seat, uh, my older brothers and sisters watched their their kids as uh, he began his journey into Congress and, and so on. So it's an exciting time. But you know, at Nick's Kitchen and on Main Street. That's really the value system that I hope to embody and carry forward in this in this movement, because as goes Main Street America, as goes Main Street in a small town, so goes the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen that be shocked lately. Inflation is just killing uh, Main Street right now. The cost of fuel, the cost of electricity, the cost of goods. It's so it's so out of control. And we need to get a hold of that. We need to get an economy that works for all of America, mm-hmm. not just parts of America. Yeah, we definitely need to, to get a warrior to, to get a cheerleader for Main Street instead of Wall Street. I, I'm so sick and tired of it. So uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir over here, Andy. I love it. I do want to take a moment to talk 
talk to you uh, about something that you've been working on really hard at the State House because I know there'll be plenty of t- uh, time for us to talk about your run for Congress. Yes. But I, I do really want to talk about Senate Bill 321, Student Health Matters. You actually authored this bill. I think it is a wildly important piece of legislation um, when we're in this time and day and age of the coronavirus and your, your vaccine status being a political thing. So again, this, this piece of legislation to me is really, really important. Uh, it essentially would require the State Department of Health to develop some safeguards or guidelines, if you will, to be used in Indiana schools. Can you kind of elaborate on some of those safeguards? Well, in a general sense, I mean, let's let's talk about things in, in institutions like education and that. Our, our families and parents are under attack. Um, we have divisive issues um, coming into our schools, um, whether it's pornography, whether it's, um, as they called CRT and some of this wokeism. And, uh, you know, we're getting way beyond what the, uh, what the educational framework was um, meant to be. But what, you know, we ha- we're, we're having now this collaboration between kind of education and medical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's a creep in that, particularly when you talk about mental health, because we are all concerned as parents, as families, you know, about the mental um, health of our children and that they have the best capacity to learn and participate in that day, in, in any given day. So, so right now in Indiana, we have 48 what we call school-based health clinics with no guidelines and no regulations. And so they're attached to schools or next door to schools. And so there can be kind of a transient flow in and out of those. And my concern um, with with some others that have come beside me is, you know, are we do we have enough parental consent? Do parents know what's going on in those clinics? Do we know what kind of mental health? Do we know what kind of physical health they're getting? So what we did with Senate Bill 321 is we clearly defined what um, parental controls, parental consent needs to occur before any sort of diagnosis and any sort of program can happen. I'm surprised that's not already in place. That's why I think this legislation is so important. This was mind blowing to me yeah. when I learned that. Yeah, no, it really isn't. And and the other thing that we have to realize is with the um, Safer Communities Act coming down from the federal mm-hmm. government and um, the governor's health commission, there was a big emphasis on expanding and broadening the use of school-based health clinics. We're looking at it as a touch point. And I'm not saying that's wrong. It can be. But we, sh- we certainly need to make sure mm-hmm. we're doing it right. And another thing that's simply wrong right now is we have health records that are on high school transcripts simply vaccines and some other things that they're requiring when our kids go to school. And so we need to separate those. Amen. Because as we hand out these transcripts, as our kids are applying for higher education, as they're applying for jobs, they'll have that information right on there. And when it crosses that line onto an educational platform like a transcript, the HIPAA laws are out the mm-hmm. windows because we've compromised that um, individual protection. And uh, we need to keep those separate. So that's the other part of the legislation. And then it clearly defines also what the role of a school nurse is in triage and what they should yeah, be doing. It doesn't doing get rid of school do. nurses. It nope. doesn't get rid of first aid. No. Nothing like that. I know a lot of people like to throw that that no. rhetoric out there. That's just not true. But you just yeah. kind of hit the nail on the head with the vaccines. You know, talk about potentially being discriminated against because of your vaccine status as oh. you're trying to get into a certain college or university. So again, what will land if you're unaware? Senate Bill 321. Look it up. Andy, what is the status of that legislation? It, it did get amended down. Okay. Um, some of the parental consent language got taken out. We do have the transcript language in and the first aid language for the nurse. But that it, it has passed out of the Senate, so now in the second half it will be um, debated through the committee and go through the House process. Really quick before I let you go, as mm-hmm. you're making this run for Congress, first of all, let me just say best of luck to you. I'm Thank really, you. really Thank genuinely you. excited for you. Where can folks though learn more about you? Maybe maybe this is the first time they've heard your name. Where Do you have a website or something? Yeah, let's make it easy. AndyZay.com. AndyZay.com. That's <laughs> Z with uh, Zay with a Z. Andy, like I said, best of luck. I'm sure we'll be chatting in the future. Thank you very much. Great to be on this morning. 
podcast by Federated Media. Mm-hmm.